Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to not only be with my friend Todd Citron, but to share my faith journey. I'm grateful for everything I've been given. And I look at this opportunity today to not only reignite a great friendship, but to maybe touch other hearts in the way that you see fit. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Great guest today, <laughs> old friend, and just someone who's very close to my heart and my family, Mrs. Jan Swift. Welcome to the show, Jan. Thank you, Todd. So I'll just open up. Jan is the host of Discover Lafayette. It's a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette. Uh, and she's got a lot of other things going. But uh, Jan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So um, I'm the mother of two girls, uh, Taylor and Kelly, married to John Swift. And uh, I've had a journey in my career, too. I you know, became an attorney, went to LSU Law School and moved here Go Tigers. yeah in 1983 after law school i went to lsu undergrad too thinking this was a pit stop and here i am now all these years later and have become very involved in the community so very for, much so. yeah so Always. for people that listen i met todd actually through um upper lafayette economic development foundation and we just had a lot in common todd's been active sure. too so we've kind of crossed paths and we talk about our faith. He um, gets my husband to go duck hunting, and we have a lot, you know, just a lot of Reds, fun things. We run across each other at Reds. You <laughs> catch me praying out there. Yeah. Um, so Jan um, just was like the ultimate. Like when I think of Upper Lafayette, it's Jan. She uh-huh. built Upper Lafayette, and she was Upper Lafayette, and she is Upper Lafayette, and uh, and done such a great job for the organization. But beyond that, where where are you from, Jan? You, y'all from Lafayette? I grew up family? in Baton Rouge. Okay. Uh, John grew up in Lake Charles, but I grew up in Baton Rouge and never thought about going anywhere but LSU. I went to Broadmoor High School. Nice. My brother is still in Baton Rouge. My parents have been deceased for quite a while, mm-hmm. but um, I miss Baton Rouge, but yet it's a different place than when yeah. I grew up in Lafayette's home. That's right. Well, Jan hosts Discover Lafayette, and she's had, I think, over 200 mm-hmm. guests, uh, mm-hmm. and I was looking over before we came at some of the guest list, of, and we've run across a lot of the same uh, uh, people, but um, you wanted to do, tell me why you want to do this show, why you wanted to do Discover Lafayette. We really have a lot in common. Yeah. God called me to this show to feature people in Acadiana and their faith life. But mm-hmm. uh, I can tell you what got me into it. We're here at Delta Media. I want to give them a plug. I did a TV show for nine years called Upper Lafayette on the Move. And Todd, we did have a lot in common even back then. I was super shy growing <laughs> up. And I never thought I could do something like a TV show, but we didn't have a cent to our name, right? The foundation was kind of run on a shoestring. So Delta Media let me tape here, and I found out I had a sense of timing, which I didn't know. Who would know that, you know, if you're not going to talk in public? But um, I was at Katie on Open Channel one day, and they said, what's your wish for 2017? And I said, "I'd, I'd like to start a podcast. I'd gotten into it. I love podcasts when I walk. I can listen to everything from your show to my guest, uh, random people from anywhere in the world. And so they helped me get it started. And then I realized I really want to make this a professional endeavor. So I tape a podcast like you do. I've been taping out of my home with COVID. But I have over 200, probably about 220 wow. guests. You can go to discoverlafayette.net. And who who have you 
uh, well, tape that we Well, I looked at some of those. Reese Terrio was one I love him. that uh, was an awesome Sales. guest on this yep. show. Yeah. We've had a lot of uh, of the guests that have, have have run across each other. I see you've had a few of the reverends. Tell me, re- well, Reverend. John John Cannon is Tell me my, about him. Yeah. He's my pastor at Asbury United Methodist. He was a lawyer also, but his real calling was um, to lead people in faith. So he went back and graduated, and he's awesome pastor. And I know you've had a spin at, at politics. I saw uh, uh, Moon Griffon. Moon was How a great was guest. You know, I want to tell people, I was, I'm was i kind of intimidated by him, but he's a teddy bear. <laughs> he's so sweet, but he's one way on the radio, but he's kind of a mentor to me, um, teaching me how you go about getting sponsors, and he's been very kind. You know, we've lost, uh, you and I have lost some, some really good friends mm-hmm. and, and mentors and board members and, and Mr. Jim Welsh and... and um, Dave Mr. Welch. Dave yeah. Welch and Mr. Mr. Ed Crampy. Ed Crampy, I miss him so oh, much. Oh, I do so much, you know. But um, all of these people, even though I'm not sure, you know, where their faith life may be, uh, this, I think your podcast features sort of their business endeavors, but uh, more a lot about who they are, mm-hmm. but... What makes a Katyana special is their, the I feel like is their deep faith uh, mm-hmm. that we're rooted in in faith. It's not just Catholicism, of course. It's it's a big Christian community. It's a melting pot, and I think we all get along real well too. I think that's what makes Katyana mm-hmm. special. What are some of your stories that you hear may come to mind? I, I see you had Blue Rolfus. Uh, Blue, Blue came on with the bishop after she um, yeah. she came on after she retired from uh, KLFY you know I'd started my podcast and I had her on and she actually grew up with my husband John they went to elementary school together in Lake Charles her real name is Vivian Francis but who she's, knew I know and she didn't know actually she <laughs> said I remember one of her stories and she's a woman of faith obviously she said when she was in second or third grade the teacher called out the role and they called out Vivian Francis and she was like Wait, is my mom here? <laughs> you know, oh she my. wasn't even thinking that was her name. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the people that come on, their faith underlies their acts. And, sure. and I've been criticized some. I got criticized last week, Todd, and it's hard to believe. Impossible. <laughs> but someone emailed me and they said, I'm disappointed you had on somebody, you know, it's one of my friends who had been in politics and you didn't ask the hard questions. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, I'm not a journalist. I did not train to be a journalist. I ask people on who I think have a good story and I give like you're doing for me I give them the time to share who they are somebody else can go run them over with a bus that is not my approach and if I don't think somebody's got a good story I'm not going to ask them on in the first place I'm not going to put myself in that situation but almost everybody I've had on they're kind spirits um, very successful at the same time though typically they love what they do I think they found their calling and they tapped into that deeper calling you know that 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 yeah. talent that god gave them there may be a handful of people that want to hear all that controversy and all but there's, there's plenty like of that. stations yeah. <laughs> where they can get that huh? and that's for live radio yeah. if they want that sure. mine is more of a kind gentle message about here's who we are and the people that move in from out of town or out of state are the ones i enjoy just as much as the ones that grew up here because people come here and they fall in love with the whole region I love that too. You know, they're able to give us a perspective where mm-hmm. I'm, you know, cradle Lafayette, born and raised, but yeah. they see things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to, oh my goodness, Lafayette is such a special place. Yeah. The people mm-hmm. and the faith community, you know, it's just so special. So I know you have a deep faith and tell me a little bit about where that comes from. Did you have a parent or grandparent that mentored you or where, where does well, your faith come from? 
I grew up Catholic. Um, I'm Methodist now because my husband asked me to be when we got married. He wanted to go to one church and not be split. But I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school as a young girl, and then did the catechism programs when I switched over to public schools. But I think my my real mentor growing up was my Aunt Pearl Guitro. She was my great aunt. She had no money. She had raised my father and his um, brother when their dad died, and the, his mom just she put them out on the street and so aunt pearl took them in she worked at pennies taught her whole life never drove she just barely had two nickels to scratch together but she always had a place for somebody to stay and food for others Mm -hmm. and so as i grew up we were talking about this before we started taping i always looked at religion and i'm gonna say religion versus faith i looked at things from the rules perspective you know like thou shalt not or thou shalt Mm -hmm. and I think once I had my first child Taylor and then my second um, I think that's when my faith deepened we really got involved in church you know as adults and I actually started reading the Bible and I learned to be quiet if that makes sense people always say I pray to God I pray to and I they'd say and I listen and I never knew what they meant by God speaking to them it took me a while to figure that out but for me, silence and peace come together, and then I can hear mm-hmm. what the message is. For so long, I thought, it's all about me, and I'm going to pray to be successful at this, and I'm going to pray, or I'm going to ask God to do this. And you learn through life that sometimes life happens, and it's it's thy will be done, not my will be done. And I've learned to let go and listen, which is silence, meditation, um, and I guess that's prayer. Sure. But just to be still and, and let God let me know. That's beautiful. Even this morning I was listening to EWTN, and they were talking about how Jesus went up on the mountain and prayed. Mm-hmm. You know, now this is God, <laughs> and he's out there in this quiet place, had to have it to get in connection with the Father, and how beautiful that is. And just what you're saying, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. just dinging right on us right now. Um, you know... I, I just um, I love Jan. She's got such a big heart, and and um, and again, we run across each other on the track at Reds <laughs> a lot of time. And I need to to share with you what's going on for me out there because I've shared this with the audience some maybe, but I run three laps. That's not a lot. I run three laps outside. For the first lap, I do a decade of the rosary. Um, it takes about a lap and a half, and then the second lap, I go, okay, God, you speak. Your servant is listening. Talk to me. And 95% of the time, I don't hear anything, but but I've had three instances where God has directly spoken to me on the track at Reds. I know our listeners might think I'm a crazy person, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, but the last one happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and I'll just share it with you. This was my experience, and, you know, God said to me, stopped me in my tracks and said to me, hey, um, if, if, and the big emphasis on if, if you stay away from sin, if you, if you come closer to me, you can tend my sheep. And so, man, I mean, I'm not a priest um, by any means, and, you know, I'm a faithful guy, but, you know, I, I do have the opportunity to counsel people at work or home, wherever, and, and have the reach of this radio show, too, to spread the good news. And I don't know, you know, it just touched me, uh, and I think that, for me, it was just right on, you know, and that's something that if I can keep a clean heart, I think I can I can help spread the yeah. good news. You know? And the closer you stay to God... You're not going to be tempted. Yeah. You know, I had a, uh, if I may share, sure. a realization. I think it came directly from God. The other day, I, 
it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I'm struggling in some ways with my new position because it's got a lot of technical computer software programs that I've never seen before and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like having to operate on my own and you know I get I get a little frustrated and it came to me I'm weak and strong like I'm not just one thing it's okay to be weak and also realize that you're strong sometimes I have this tug of war with who I am and what I can when I say accomplish I don't mean like for glory but just what can I do and what am I good at but sometimes I think just by being still, you can realize that, you know, you are where you are and take these experiences and um, let life be, you know, ask for help if you need it. And when others need it, offer them help. But you, it's OK to be weak and strong because I'm still who God created me to be, yeah. you know. Yeah, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Miss Jan Swift, and uh, she is an attorney here in Lafayette at Swift and Rhodes. Yes, still, right? I'm With, of uh, counsel. Mr. Yeah. John Swift, my man. <laughs> and uh, she runs the podcast for Discover Lafayette. And tell us that other title you got going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, the Leadership Institute of Acadiana puts on the Leadership Lafayette class every year. So I'm okay. their interim director. And I do want to put in a plug anybody listening, we're taking applications. Uh, you can go to leadacadiana.org, and through November 19th, you still got almost two months to apply online. People of all ages, backgrounds, ethnicities are welcome to apply. They pick about 35 people. Nice. And Todd, you haven't done that, huh? No. Well, she's recruiting. It's never too late. All right. I okay. did it when I was in my 50s, and uh, you learn about the local, like all the things in the community, government, mm-hmm. nonprofits. Um, just everything you learn it's like a year-long program you meet about once a month and it's it's a good opportunity to hear different points of view all right i'm going to get into some tough questions Uh my daughters have been stacking up tough questions to ask for me for the show all right here's one for you just what do you think heaven looks like heaven yeah i really think it's right here (laughs) i agree i think it's right here and i think hell is right here too you know i agree with that i never believed in hell coming up when i was younger But I think we can create through our own, as you said, opening up our hearts. We can create heaven and we can create hell, but it's all given to us, you know. Nice. All right. When God looks at Jan Swift, what does he see? Hmm. I think he sees a work in progress. I think he's put things in front of me that sometimes I stumble over (laughs) a few times. (laughs) And uh, I, I feel, though, that I'm a... A woman of God. I, I feel, I don't know that he's proud of me yet. I think he knows oh, that yes, I, yes. well, you know what I'm saying. I, I think um, he created me for a purpose. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think you have served that purpose well for me, for sure. I have no doubt from my view. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, so you have two beautiful daughters. Thank and you. And they're, they're doing well. Kelly and Taylor. Yes. Kelly's at LSU, fifth year senior. She'll graduate in uh, December in screenwriting. And Taylor works for her dad. At Swifton Road, so I get to see Taylor all the time. That's so nice. Mm -hmm. We have to have our kids around us. Mm -hmm. All right, so you mentioned you started reading the Bible a little bit, uh, and um, like I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, As a stewardship chair, okay. In my thirties, I I I didn't know what Micah was. Oh, no, Malachi. Excuse me, not Micah. Malachi. I didn't understand the whole stewardship background. I don't remember being taught that growing up in the Catholic Church, but maybe we were. No, I don't know. I think I was sleeping through a lot of it for me. But they wouldn't tell you where you're. Like it'd be a, a reading from Romans. Yeah. And in the Methodist faith, it's not only a reading from Romans, da, 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 da. And that was when, when I led the stewardship program against my will at Northwood, right down the street, you know, at Gloria Switch and Moss, 
I really started reading the Bible, and boy, that's when I flipped from thinking that I had created, like I put myself through law school. I overcame those obstacles. All of a sudden, I got the whole stewardship path about people. All these people had helped me get to where I was. I couldn't have done it by myself, and it was it was divine intervention. Okay, I learned this one at Trivia. What does Malachi mean? Now, that I don't know. God's messenger. It's really? That name is, yeah, and that's the last messenger. book in the yeah, Old Testament, yeah. and then 400 years went by. Before, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like Isaiah was like... 1800 years before Christ came, mm-hmm. or eight, I'm sorry, 800, about 850 years before Christ came. What was going on during that time? Oh, Lord, you know, can Nothing? you imagine like me and you saying, <laughs> okay, in the year 3000, this is going to happen mm-hmm. just like this? So, what is, what, do you, is there a Bible character or a story that's close to your heart? Well, I don't know. I think, um, I think the Beatitudes, it, it's hard for me sometimes to understand. It's like a backwards message. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have heard. Jesus. I know we, we can read his words, but to hear those words as a bunch of Jewish people mm-hmm. and try to figure out what does this guy mean? Like, you know, but that those those messages. It's blessed that. to be poor. All right, I know? always step into this one, but I'm going to ask, you watching The Chosen a little bit? No? No. no. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you said the Beatitudes, it's season two ends with the Beatitudes, and it's beautiful. Oh, I should watch touching. it. You definitely should no, be watching I'm it. I'm always scared of new shows because no, then no. I get wrapped into it. You're you know? safe with The Chosen. Give it a shot. Gosh, I have been watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? Uh-uh. It's, got a, it's a poignant show. It's yeah. got a little bit too much cursing, but... It's pretty fun. It's got good messages. People grow up and they learn to be kind. So, All right. Tell me something that's on your heart with your faith like today or within the last weeks or months that, that's sort of something that you learned about, about your faith life uh, that you could share with the audience. Well, I've been wondering where I should be. Like, am I, am I in the right place? Because a lot of things led me to be where I am, you know, like doing this podcast like you do and mm-hmm. taking on this interim role for Leadership Lafayette. But I'll be 64 in November, and so I really am thinking about this latter portion of my being, my life. Am I kind enough when I'm interacting with others? Am I living that life that I was put here for? So that's been kind of on my heart, because sometimes I know we all get busy and scattered, and I don't want to ever do anything where I look back and go, man, I regret being short with someone or just not really paying attention somebody's there Mm -hmm. and they might have needed just a a quiet you know like of someone to sit by them and let them talk so i've been it's kind of been on my heart nice with covid i think we've lost a lot of interactions i'm tired of zoom it's good i mean it saves time and all but shoot you know it's really just not it's not the same as being in church no we've been going to church almost the whole time our church opened up but we have to we still have to space and wear masks but there's nothing like being in that energy with other people and and honoring their space okay one thing that god put on my heart for you and me to talk about today and we're gonna we're gonna tiptoe through this one but i feel like it's a conversation that needs to happen because jan had her stint in politics and i know like my mother Mm -hmm. she loves politics maybe from a distance or i like policy right 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 i don't know that i'm a politician so (laughs) i'm kind of broken hearted a little bit over the vaccination mandates mm. and mask mandates and it's separated our community mm-hmm. in a bad way every if i'm in the duck blind or the fishing boat or anywhere in town you know you have this portion of the people that are totally for and the others that are totally against mm-hmm. and then we have our faith kind of stuck in the middle and i've i've had priests that are on both sides and oh, um, wow. yeah it's it's just pulling us apart 
What's your give me some thoughts about how we can balance that with our faith and still mm-hmm. make an informed decision? Well, I can tell you, I never get flu shots because I had one once. I mean, decades ago, and I got sick. Okay. So, gosh darn it, it's time to get the vaccine. And I wasn't in the first class of, I wasn't quite old enough, and I didn't have any pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. So, when it was time for me to go, I got both shots because I looked at it as, even as a lawyer, I guess there's some faith in this too, but I don't want to be responsible for causing someone else to get sick. And we've lost some friends Um people of faith we you know John lost one of his staff members Um, I knew that people were dying I didn't want to be contributing to that but at the same time I got really sick from the shots the first one I fainted and I hurt my knee I went back three weeks later didn't want to take it but I did and I got a super high fever and was sick for five days like I had a adverse reaction so I do know that some people can't take it Todd because of their health personally for me and my family we've all been vaccinated. Kelly was vaccinated even after she had COVID. The rest of us haven't had COVID. But I I think, you know, you say, what would Jesus do? I don't want to cause harm to others. And so I felt that for my small part, I'm going to follow science. I don't look at it as political. It's more of a science thing. And I I want to help others. But it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to think about people that don't want to get it. But I know that other people are they have valid reasons that they feel the way they do all right i feel like i'm dancing around you but it's, are. and, it's and as an attorney wear that hat where, where are oh let we me talk the... about the attorney sure okay from a public safety perspective every law, law student knows you can't yell fire in a crowded auditorium or crowded theater because you're going to cause a stampede and some people will be hurt so just like we follow stoplights stop signs um we have to get shots to go to LSU. Like we have, we all have to have the MMR when we're babies, the smallpox, polio vaccines. Who wants to get polio? I didn't want to get COVID. So I think it's a public safety issue that allows government to tell people this is mandated because it's such a, a killing disease. But I had Nadia Delahousie on my podcast. She's a healthcare attorney. And she said, you know, some people just cannot get the shot. They have pre-existing conditions. But a lot of the people that don't want it, I think, just don't trust science. Mm-hmm. So, but it's become political. Oh, it's, and science it's all of that. It's, shouldn't be political yeah. to me. I mean, how do you feel? Well, do we disagree? I'm on this? scared to speak out because I'm passionate about it in my oh. own, in my own mind. Uh, you know, and I'll just say this as a, as a Christian person. You know, I I do have some issues with the aborted parts of if that's if there's a part of that vaccine that. That you know that comes from the abortion deal. That's is that a, what it is? Well, is that, that's a problem. I don't know. I think yeah. the Catholic Church has reined in on that a little bit, and they say some of the vaccines are not. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's like for me, it's a personal decision. It really is. And I, I think from a lawyer perspective, I'm not an attorney, but you know, it seems like it should be a personal decision. And I respect both sides. I really do. As a business owner, I have a big problem with with them coming in to tell me that I have to tell my employees that they have to you know have a vaccine i i I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that i I just don't i don't think that's right and and i think if it's a vaccine that works like it's supposed to work then then i say why why do the people that have the vaccine you know protect yourself and if if i if i can't give it to you right if you have it and you're protected and i don't get the vaccine then you're covered you're good you had the vaccine so i don't know 
I, I don't want to get into the weeds of it because mm-hmm. there are so many. But it, the part of, I guess, why I want to talk about today is it, it has to stop dividing us. And yeah. I think it's the devil. You know, there's no doubt that COVID has just, it's just been a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I pray in my rosary every day that this is going to end, you know. It, it, and I feel like there is no end in sight, you know, maybe. It's been amazing that our whole society hasn't cratered more than it has. Like, yeah. I'm looking at your, you know, we were at your dealership, and I know that you're waiting for cars to be, you know, right. the number of cars it used to be. And it's not that you don't have cars for sale, but it's not the numbers you used to have. I cannot believe that everybody's, not everybody, but most of us have been surviving. This has just been. It's insane. You it's know. been insane. You, you, just in Acadiana, you can't buy a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't buy, I mean, you go on and on. I tried to buy a, lawn, a riding oh. lawnmower. Forget about it. But like Kurgan Brothers, you know, yeah. Cacula Rail with um, Bordens, they can't get little yeah. things they need for their industry. Like yeah. everything gets stopped in China or they sit out in boats on yeah. the coast. They don't have enough workers to take care of shipping things. It's Here's one close to my heart. You can't buy shotgun shells. In you Alaska. can't? And they're gone. Where do you get them? Well, there were online. some places around town. No, you can't get them online. There, There is a serious shotgun uh, because show. of distribution or just uh, it's uh, COVID it's they can't make them I don't know oh. if they make them in China I don't know what's going on but it's bad what are you doing well I, luckily I stockpiled a bunch there <laughs> I may be calling John because I know he might have some we, I think we have a yeah. bunch in our garage yeah. <laughs> wow you have to go hunting though with a bow and arrow yeah so just a few minutes left on the show, okay. Jan. Tell me, um, who, who motivates you? You you're you're a highly motivated person. Uh, where do you get your motivation? Wow, these are tough questions. But you didn't you didn't share any of them with me, and you didn't tell me I had to pray either. So oh, you got that. Anybody who comes, take notes. That's you know. right. Um, who motivates me? I think it's it's people that I meet randomly. Like it's you know. The people that I know, like you and others, we, we, I just love seeing you. But sometimes it's these random encounters with strangers that are so kind um, that help me when they don't have to. Like that, that makes me feel like I'm a part of a bigger picture. Yeah. And I wanted to get that in. Like part of my faith, it's those day-to-day things, the simple pleasures in life, like being able to pick flowers. Mm. What was God thinking when he made little kittens and puppies? Like, they're perfect. You know, it's those random everyday things that keeps me feeling happy and um, part of a bigger symphony of life. I agree. You know, we're just so blessed here in Acadiana, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Oh, yeah. So people, how about people that have motivated you? Um, well, who's had you know, the biggest impact? one person I really miss you you um, mentioned was Ed Crampy. Yeah. When I, I didn't know him before Upper Lafayette. And, you know, I came with a legal background and a little politics. And our first meeting we had, uh, I think it was here. No, it was at your dealership. We were taking a picture. The paper came. And I hadn't set out a press release. He goes, don't ever do that again. And I was like, <laughs> you hired me part-time. I'm a lawyer, you know. But he, he ended up being one of my best mentors. Yeah. He always told me to follow my heart, that if I was doing things I enjoyed, they'd go well. He said, you can do whatever you put your mind to, but if you don't put your mind to it and you don't like it, get out of it. Because you're not helping others if you don't do what you love. Great businessman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. I grew up at their house. Oh, God. He was, they were. Were you friends with EJ? Oh, yeah. Chris and EJ and I grew up together. But, but, man, he scared me when I was a kid. But, and as I grew into an adult, he was just, I always remember him being at my father's funeral. It it touched me, you know. And uh, and he and my mom were good, good friends. My mom used to say, 
at Ed Crampy. That's my man. Mm-hmm. That's my man. You know, so your mom was a good influence on me. Yeah, mom. Uh, he did. She did Marcel. a lot for the community. She's. Uh, we yeah. miss her so much. You know. I know. Yeah. You. You are a little Marcel, though. I can tell you. Oh, that's no. what always remind me, Jen. She's just. She's, <laughs> she's still with us. I just think about her, and and I just think about that big smile. Well, again, we've run out of time today oh, so fast. fast. Uh, just been a blessing to our community. Thank you so much for coming on the Thank show you, and sharing your faith. This is I love an you, honor. Jan. Oh, yeah. So you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show with Jan Swift today. As always, we enge- we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. You can hear all the old episodes on Apple, iTunes, or on uh, Spotify. Uh, just search Cajun Catholics. Until next time, again, God bless. Thank you, Jan.